This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekind sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashu. We'll try to Nick again tonight. We now look and move ourselves to NFL futures, Ryan. The NFL draft, a lot more stuff starting to trickle its way out there into the ether. Rumors are starting to slowly get out there. Who's interested in who? I love silly season. It happens in the NBA around the trade deadline. Then it comes to the NFL for the draft. Then it goes back to the NBA for the NBA draft. I love all the silly seasons and NFL draft and offseason. It's it's a beautiful combination of lies, some truth, intrigue, and, well, football. Let's be honest with ourselves. Oh, yeah, man. And I've always been a big fan of the NFL draft. Like, growing up, it was because I'm a big college football fan. And you would just wonder, I wonder where this guy's going to play next year. Or I wonder where this guy's going to play in a couple years. Like, where is he going to be the starting quarterback? Mm -hmm. Where does he fit? Is this guy going to be a complete bust? Now I love it because it's one of my uh, biggest moneymakers of the year, betting the NFL draft. I have one big bet right now. Marvin Harrison, first non-quarterback drafted. Me and you actually found that on like a random Wednesday offshore. It was minus 185. I checked today, minus 225 in that same spot. Um, I was looking at the Ringers mock draft, actually, right before we came on the air. Caleb Williams mm-hmm. going number one to the Bears. Jaden Daniels going number two to the Commanders. Give yeah. me that all day. Yep. Then I'm all in. Nathan, we're getting season tickets, bud, if Jaden Daniels is a commander. Uh, Drake May, number three yes. to the Pats. Give me that. And then Marvin Harrison Jr., number four to the Cardinals. I think that's the best bet that you could make, man. These pass rushers are good. Joe out and these tackles are good, but like a safety, uh, you know, like a defensive back, nobody else is going. There's a chance. I mean, we talked with, I mean, we talked with Cam last night, Cam Smith, and he said that he would take Marvin Harrison number one overall if he was Chicago and pair him with Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, both Ohio State guys, but I don't see anybody else going before him. And that's why I love the NFL draft. I'll lay a minus 185 chalk on a bet like that. And I'll bet the the limit on something like that. You know, we always say there's no such thing as locks. But um, with the NFL draft, if you get the right information, there is. And I don't have information that he's going to be the first non-quarterback taken. But I would be shocked, shocked, I tell you, if it was anybody else. Wouldn't you? Uh, I think the draft. I think the draft really starts at number five. I think it's five yeah. in the Chargers and what Jim Harbaugh and the Chargers want to do. Do they want to go like a Brock Bowers? Do they want to go receiver at Malik Neighbors? If they're going to have to start getting younger there. Do they look at, you know, you don't need a left tackle, obviously. Your pass rush is pretty strong there. I mean, do they want to add more depth there and just get best player on the board? I think there's, again, that's taking trades out of the equation. If, if Chicago trades out of the first pick, then everything is completely different. But if Chicago, Washington, New England, Arizona stay one through four, you kind of have an idea where they're going to go. Chicago's going to, if Chicago stays at one, they're taking Caleb Williams. I'm with you on the Jaden Daniels going number two. I'm really starting to, I mean, look, we talked about it a lot as the season went on, right? And we really started to see how much he'd grown and developed as a quarterback. And I yeah. said to you, I remember it, it was, I don't know, it was probably like a month left in, you know, the college football season. I, I, I was like, 
Because at that point, there wasn't a lot of talk about like where his draft stock would be in terms of like, is it a first round pick? There just wasn't. And I said, this guy's going to be a top 10 pick, if not higher in the NFL draft, because the workouts are going to be good. He brings all of those intangibles that teams want today in a quarterback, mobility, accuracy. I mean, the guy threw for what, 40 touchdowns and only threw four picks last year. I mean, everything is there. I know there's concern about his weight and he's only what, like 210. Okay. But he's still 6'4". So you can add the weight. You can add the muscle. You can build that on. I understand he's not going to get up to like 250, but you also want him to be mobile. You want him to get out of the pocket and do what he does. So here we are now. We're talking about him going number two overall. So, yeah, I think that's really – you get to number five. I think this is going to be one of the more chaotic, wild drafts that we have. I think there's going to be a lot of trades. You're going to have a lot of teams putting out false information too, so get ready. But that's also what makes it tough betting on the draft, right? Because if you're betting on the draft – you know, you've already got the Marvin Harrison bet that's in. My favorite bet that actually, favorite bet, period, but also one that, that came through for me was Bijan Robinson to, to the Falcons at number eight. Like that exact pick. And because you started hearing that conversation early. And what I've learned a lot of times, the early talk about certain players going to certain teams in that interest, that tends to be more of the truth. It's when you once you start getting into the middle, that's where the S sandwich gets in. And then on the very end, it's back to where it goes again. But the middle of that, that's where the chaos actually is, which may it'll make this, I think, a little more difficult when you're talking about some of those more specific bets that are there, which is why, again, laying all that chalk, minus 185, you're not going to get that anymore, Marvin Harrison, and there's still a lot of value with that. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I just think that that's, I mean, Marvin Harrison, but, but the only thing that scares me, it doesn't scare me about Marvin Harrison. I just, I couldn't do it number one overall. It, like if I was Chicago, if I really wanted Marvin Harrison, I would have to trade back. I just, like Malik Neighbors, you know, Roma Dunzier, there's so many wide receivers that I really like in this draft. Oh my that gosh. I just, I couldn't do it number one. I, I do think that it's going to be Caleb Williams because I think he has the highest upside. I think he's going to be an absolute stud. Um, I disagree with, People that say he's not special, I think he's very, very special. If you go back, I actually think what makes him special is if you go back and you and you watch last year because I thought Lincoln Riley just did a really lazy job, and I, I was a huge fan going into the season. The defense was mm -hmm. bad. Every game he had to go out there and hang 50-plus points. They had to put up over 500 total yards of offense. So like him being frustrated, mm -hmm. crying with his family after what he thought might be one of his last games at USC, that didn't really bother me, man. Um, and – the only thing with Jaden Daniels is you have Cliff Kingsbury calling plays. He's still a one read quarterback, Jaden Daniels. He's probably, I mean, I definitely think he's going to get better, but kind of like Lamar, he's a little bit of a late bloomer where people were saying he's going to have to play wide receiver. That might be his best position, or he's going to be like a weapon, not, not a natural quarterback. Yeah. He can make all the downfield throws. He's super accurate. He's obviously a great athlete. Like you said, he's not the biggest guy, but I think obviously you could put some mm -hmm. muscle on an NFL player. But that's the only thing. With Kingsbury, I would almost think for Washington, Drake May would be the better fit. I mean, he's like the prototypical 6'4", 235 type quarterback, can make every single throw. I think what people are going to be scared off is by some of the tape from the last year, year and a half really. But like he was much better when yeah. Tez Walker got there. But everybody just adjusted all these defenses after the first eight games, that first year where he just dominated in the ACC and dominated against App State. Then everybody just started throwing a bunch of too high shell. But also that was just an adjustment that a young quarterback had to make. That's what Mahomes, you know, had to learn too. They started throwing those two two safeties, you know, those two high shells at him. 
and he couldn't figure it out because he has the arm strength. He wanted to take all the deep shots. He wanted to take the underneath stuff. That's that's the only thing where, like, if you were betting exact quarterback to team, I could still maybe see Washington wanting Drake May over Jaden Daniels if Kingsbury yeah. has any say, just because he might be like, hey, it didn't work out with me and Kyler. And and they kind of remind me, I, like, Jaden Daniels is much bigger, taller, that is. Um, they're different mm-hmm. quarterbacks. But I could see him maybe wanting to work with somebody different. And I think I think he's going to be a stud, too. I like all three of these guys. I would be really scared if, for whatever reason, Washington lost their damn minds and were like, all right, we're going with J.J. McCarthy. Don't even don't even put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. I don't even want to think about that. I don't want this is supposed to be a fresh start. Everything's going to be different. I want nothing to do with that. But yeah, I listen, it's it's a good position at number two, where if you're not getting Caleb Drake, May and Jane Daniels both have the opportunity. But we know, right, like situation matters so much in terms of how a young quarterback develops. I mean, the system, the organization, the coaching, the team around him. Uh, is he going to be thrown out there right away? Is he going to take some time? I mean, look at now. We just saw the third Super Bowl win for Patrick Mahomes. And what happened? They traded up for him, but he wasn't a number one overall pick. He didn't start the first year until his final game of the regular season. He had a playoff team, one of the better records in the NFL that year. So a really established team trade up for him and give him a, really a season to develop. And now we've obviously it's a perfect fit with Andy Reid. Everything just came together. It was the perfect storm of success for that. And you're not going to get a lot of quarterbacks that are going to get in that position. So it makes it you know that much more difficult when you're a young guy that's going to go out there and probably expect it to start right away. And then you're told, ah, oh, well, you're going to be our number one guy. Also get us to the playoffs. Also, our offensive line is bad. That's why Caleb Williams' dad came out and said, you know, it brought that up. And that's what Sports Illustrated article, no, GQ, the GQ article, which – He's not wrong. He's not wrong about this. Meanwhile, if you're looking at the Chiefs, Chiefs now have the second shortest odds to win the Super Bowl again next year. And this is probably the worst Chiefs team that we've seen, at least offensively, under Patrick Mahomes. A lot of receivers for them to take in the first round, man. A lot of receivers for them to take. I'm seeing, you know, Troy Flank, Troy Franklin, uh, you know, Keon Coleman are certainly names that are thrown out there. Brian Thomas from LSU on the back end of the yeah. first round there. This is a team with a win total, Ryan, of 10.5 right now, early. Now, I know we haven't seen what they've done this offseason. I know we haven't seen what they've done in terms of draft, free agency. I just find it hard to believe that the Chiefs don't improve their most glaring weaknesses. Really, really, like, they don't take it, ve- they're going to take it very seriously this offseason. 10.5 wins, that feels like it's worth already taking an over at this point right now. Oh, it's hilarious that you say that because I was looking at win totals this morning and I was like, when is it too early for me to get down on a couple of these? And then I saw Chiefs 10 and a half and I said, oh, right yes. now. And we got down <laughs> on it. So we got Packers Super yes. Bowl futures and we got Chiefs win totals. Of course. I mean, know. I'm looking again. I looked at the ringer mock draft. They have them taking Lad McConkey, who I really liked out of Georgia. He was a little bit beat up. I think they could do a little bit better, to be honest. But I think that's where they address the wide receiver position because you know, they're not going to do anything. The more I thought about it, man, like T Higgins has already been franchise tagged, obviously, which I love for Cincinnati because I need to see Cincinnati, Kansas City in the playoffs. I need those teams to be healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of done with Buffalo, Kansas City, Josh Allen against Mahomes. I want Burrow yeah. against Mahomes. That's the real rivalry Burrow had, the one guy that could beat him now that Tom Brady's retired. Yes. But like yes. with the Chiefs, you want a wide receiver on a rookie contract because you're going to have to lock up a lot of those guys on the defensive side of the ball. That entire secondary needs to be paid over and over again. All your mm-hmm. pass rushers, because, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's plug and play at the wide receiver position, man. They traded away Tyreek Hill rather than pay him all that money, 80-plus mil, 
and they've won two straight Super Bowls. So what you do is you just address that position in the draft. They did a hell of a job with Rasheed Rice. You know, one really quick going back, I, I keep looking for it. I can't find it yet. I want, and it's probably going to be chalky, exact result, Arizona Cardinals draft Marvin Harrison. First three picks are going quarterback. Even yeah. if somebody's moving yep. up, it's it, it's going Drake May, it's going Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams. Not in that order. You know what I mean? And then Marvin Harrison to the Cardinals just makes too much sense because the Cardinals are going to want to take Joe out or they're going to want to take a tackle or an offensive lineman. But Kyler is the guy there now. And he's going to say, hell no, I want the best wide receiver. And Marvin Harrison makes complete sense. If if you're a big Marvin Harrison guy, does that scare you a little bit playing with Kyler? Or do, are you still, do you think that Kyler could win in this league? Not that he could put up numbers, Might. but do you think like Kyler is ever going to be the starting quarterback in a Super Bowl? I don't know about a Super Bowl necessarily, but I think a playoff team consistently. We, we, we've seen it. He yeah. just needs, he needs better coaching. I mean, the problem was, I mean, think of all those years under Cliff Kingsbury and the strong starts they had. I mean, they started off seven and oh one year. I think what five and one or five and two, whatever it was, another season. And then, you know, they're they're missing the playoffs or they're barely getting in. The the issue always was with Cliff Cliff Kingsbury being figured out by other teams and then there were no adjustments. There was no like there was no layer to what he was doing offensively or the game plan in general. He kind of just stuck with who he was and everybody figured it out. Kyler's now got new coaching, a, a new start, fresh system, all of that. He needs those weapons. He needs those guys to be able to throw the football to. So I don't – I actually – like, I actually really like the pairing of Marvin Harrison. Again, because it's most likely going to be Kyler. I, I've i never been a massive Kyler Murray fan, but I've never been one that says, like, this guy can't win in the NFL because, I mean, he can. He at least is a good regular season quarterback. He can get out there. He can make plays. The big question is obviously staying healthy. He's not a big guy and having the right coaching to put him in a position to get to that next level. And, I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. Is he playing video games, or is he actually watching film? Like, he's right. got to also want to up here, have that motivation, be the guy that's watching the film like a Tom Brady, like a Patrick Mahomes, like a, I mean, whatever quarterback that just takes this really, really seriously because he's got that. The question just is, will he, like, take advantage of it, you know? Yeah. I did find the odds actually posted as of today. Um, minus 200 for the Cardinals to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. Pats are plus 275. Bears plus 350. If you think uh, what Cam said yesterday could come true, you're getting nearly 4-1 to one odds. And then the Commanders. Or, or what if they uh, trade down, though? It's not, by, it's not by spot, though, right? It's just by team. So no. what if the no, Bears— it's just by team. What if the, it's just by team. Yeah, yeah, so what if the Bears trade down? There's there's that op, yeah. there's that situation there, right? And then maybe the bear I mean, the question would be like where would the Bears go? So let's say what if the Bears what if the Patriots decided they wanted to trade up and go all in on Caleb Williams and the Bears said, Okay, we'll get multiple first round picks and then we'll uh we'll keep Justin Fields and we'll draft Marvin Harrison, right? Like so then getting the Bears in there and it'd be the third pick, like there's that possibility too. See, this is what makes it complicated, right? Because now we're talking yeah. about trade scenarios with could, what could be a lot of trades. And then this just throws everything out of whack when you're betting. So you're getting a better price on Marvin Harrison just to be the first non-quarterback taken rather than just go to the Cardinals. So I'm just going to stick with that bet rather than the minus 200. But yeah. Yeah, it's, it's about to get fun, I, man. I love this time of the day. Oh, man. Uh, it is, this, is, this is where the lying season begins. Rob Brown next. Bet MGM tonight.